It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All righty, the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings tonight, 127-123 in Sacramento. They put the tough late loss to Houston behind them from Thursday, and they get one as they head into a week with the New York Knicks and Chicago Bulls coming into town. And uh, that should make the rest of the weekend a little bit better. John Dickinson in Sacramento. I'm Matt Steinmetz. I'm here in San Francisco. Uh, JD, I'll just let's just start off with some of your initial thoughts to this game, which was really the third entertaining game that these teams have played in three games. Yeah, it really was just a wildly entertaining game with all the three point shots and, and the NBA record and the Warriors hitting 21 and, and the Kings hitting. 20 and just some some crazy shots some shots that that you think have no business going in we're going in tonight both ways uh I, I you know it was a loosely played game defensively which i think has been the case for the better part of the first two matchups between these two teams as well uh, i think both teams are certainly comfortable playing that way uh but and the warriors put themselves in a in a really vulnerable position because they didn't seem all that concerned about playing defense until the final six eight minutes of the ball game uh but when they had to they really locked Sacramento down, especially in the, in the final maybe four or five minutes of the game. Uh, and that was enough to, to get a victory tonight uh, on a night where they only turned it over, what, 14 times, but gave up 29 points of the 14 turnovers. Uh, that was something that Steve Kerr really lamented after the ball game. But uh, all in all, I think if you're the Warriors, the, the fact that you're 3-0 and against Sacramento head-to-head Given the tenuous nature of all three games, I think you absolutely have to take that if you're the Warriors. And, and all of a sudden, I know they've, they've struggled at home more lately than we're used to seeing, but they have won seven of eight on the road. Ah, I, didn't, I didn't realize they were playing that well on the road. Uh, but I guess they, they must be play, playing better yeah, than you think. Only the Utah game. Right, right. Only, only the Utah game going back to uh, early December, the end of that, that road trip where they won in Atlanta and Cleveland and Milwaukee. They came home for a couple, and they've, but they've been playing better uh, on the road as well, uh, winning the game in Portland, winning the game here. They actually won two games here uh, during that, that stretch uh, in Sacramento. And, and yeah, they've, they've played better on the road, basically, than, than they have at home uh, during, during the last month. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to talk about tonight's ball game. 127-123, the Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings. Steph Curry, terrific in the fourth quarter. He had 20 of his 42 in the final period. And you're listening, of course, to the Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. But it's it's so funny sometimes, J.D., how things work out. The Warriors are coming off a game in which they – they lost late against the Houston Rockets. They had some execution issues, if you want to say that. And a lot of people are saying, well, just put the ball in Curry's hands. And sure enough, the next night, he, he, the next game, rather, he puts in uh, 20 of his points in the fourth quarter. And in a postgame interview, Kevin Durant saying, you know, Steph closed it tonight. He closed out the game. And I don't know if it was planned that way. I mean, planned is a strong word. I don't know if – I did get the sense Curry was was going to say tonight in his own way, I'm going to put 
an imprint on this game one way or the other. Yeah, and I think the way he started the fourth quarter was really the key to the game because the Warriors were in a really vulnerable spot going to the fourth quarter. They'd given up uh, over 100 points, uh, and you look at it, I mean, they were they were down seven going to the fourth quarter. I mean, that, that right yeah. there is is trouble, <laughs> right? That, that's trouble uh, if you're the Warriors. And with him now starting the second and the fourth quarters, you know, he's got he's to gotta be – He's got to be a factor you know, offensively. He's got to almost look to try and take the game over in those stretches. And I think, you know, he hit some huge shots early on in the fourth quarter that helped set a tone that the Warriors weren't going to go away and weren't going to get down 12 or 15 and put themselves in a spot where they wouldn't be able to come back. I, I also thought it was interesting you look at Steve Kerr letting him play the entire right. fourth quarter. He had Clay Thompson out there early uh, in the fourth quarter as well. He wanted to win this game tonight, and with a couple of off days before the next game on Tuesday, I, I think he, he played his hand a little bit differently. He wanted to go all in to try and make sure the Warriors were able to get a win to not you know, have to take a, another loss uh, into uh, a couple of days before they play. Yeah, no, he said as much after the game, and I'm talking about Steve Kerr, uh, said they wanted this game. And you can tell. You know how you can always tell? Is look at the minutes. Clay Thompson played 40 minutes tonight. And we're talking about a game in January. That in and of itself tells me that uh, Kerr wanted this one. Same with Curry with 38 minutes, Durant with 39 those are all a little bit higher than you'd like to see at this time of year, but sometimes the situation of the season puts you in that uh, puts you in that spot, and that's uh, that's what happened tonight. Also, the 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 bench, other than Quinn, other than Quinn Cook, the bench was just so so tonight. But Quinn Cook helped him tonight, making shots. Yeah, he did three or four from three, and and when the Warriors were really flowing in, in the first half, he was a, a big part of it. Really, the, the only guy a part of it as far as the bench. Iguodala hit one three, one for five, but it was Quinn Cook pitching in with everybody else uh, knocking down threes. Clay had three, Durant had three, Curry winds up ten for twenty from three-point range, which is just unbelievable when you think about it. He ends up hitting basically half of the Warriors' 21 threes. Uh, but I, I really thought, you know, the way that Kerr managed it, he, he didn't trust the fact that if he took Curry out even for two minutes, he thought that could be enough to flip the game back in Sacramento's favor uh, once the Warriors were starting to at least get control where it was a one possession kind of a game either way. I think if you're the Warriors, you always feel good if it's just within three either way. You, you figure you could get the score and the stop uh, that you're going to need uh, down the stretch. And, and I just did, I got the impression that, that Steve Kerr believed that if he doesn't, if, if he takes him out, that could have been trouble, uh, and you know you look at the margin of, of some of these losses in the last week, week and a half. You know, Lillard hits a three late, right. they lose by a point. Harden hits a three late, lose by a point. I think Steve Kerr was going to put himself in a position tonight where he wasn't going to allow somebody to, to hit a three on him late and, and win a game. 888-957-9570 is the number. You are listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Matt Steinmetz along with John Dickinson. And the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings 127-123 tonight. 
their next game is Tuesday against the Knicks, right? Knicks or Bulls? I get them mixed Knicks, up. They Knicks both first. stink. Knicks then Bulls. Okay, Knicks then Bulls. Bulls then Knicks. It's, it's, it's gonna be a couple wins coming up for the Warriors. And that's almost a nice little rest up yeah. for the Warriors too. You get a couple of days off. It, you know, yeah, you got to get back to the Bay Area. Uh, tonight from Sacramento, but you get a, you get tomorrow off completely. You get a practice day. You get to play the Knicks. You probably get to take Wednesday off. Then you get another practice day, and you play the Bulls. So it's just it's that's a that's a week in the middle of the season uh, that that I think is a, probably a welcome sight yeah. for this team, given all of the games. Really, the last month it seems like they've just come one after the other. Uh, you know, during this during this stretch, going back to about uh, you know really December third or so. You know, I have a I have a slightly different take on the three games this year between the Warriors and the Kings. Uh, the three very exciting games, three games that were all very close, uh, three games that were high scoring. While while the Kings have pushed the Warriors, I do think the Warriors believe that. They can they can shut the Kings down for a long enough period at some point of the game to essentially win it, and I, I think that's kind of what they proved tonight. I know it was only one game, and they might not be able to do it next game. But what 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 Sacramento score in the fourth quarter? Twenty points, twenty two points, twenty points, thirty one twenty, and twenty points in a fourth quarter nowadays is like fifteen points used to be. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. twenty is. That is playing great, great defense in a game that was up and down. And so and, the Warriors, was, yeah, the Warriors, I think they know that they, they can buckle down and, and win really important stretches of games if they need to. Yeah, and, and Clay Thompson said that after the game. You know, there was a question about, you know, do you feel you're playing the defense you need to play? Do you feel you could get to a playoff level defensively when you need to, whether that's in the regular season or the playoffs. And he was adamant, yes, of course, we'll, we'll play the defense that we need to play when we need to play it. I, I agree with your your take on that. I do think the, the Warriors believe that they could get stops against the Kings when they absolutely had to. But they but they played with fire at all three of these games. And, and really, they were fortunate they didn't get bit. I, I mean, honestly. I mean, they pitched a shutout here three weeks ago. The defense was excellent in the final couple of minutes uh, tonight. You know, Buddy Heald couldn't get anything. I mean, they were pushing him out well beyond the three-point line. Uh, I mean, they, 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 they had him stymied at the end of that ball game tonight. And I think the Warriors believe that they could they could certainly do that, but uh, you know it's uh, you know right. you, you go to that well fire. so many yeah. times. To- yeah, you go to that well so many times, and eventually, and and it felt like tonight could be that night where hey, the Kings hit twenty threes. Well, if they'd hit twenty two threes, you know this this game would have been you know Bogdanovich you know pulls up from from twenty seven feet after they got nothing going on in the shot clock for twenty two seconds and hits one more and you might lose the game anyway. So yes, the the Warriors can clamp down, but uh they, they definitely played with fire and, and look the Kings have been a team that a couple of times this year they've they've hit that that crazy shot. Yeah, they really have. I mean they've they've I'll tell you what, they're no stranger to these kind of games, right? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, just look at their game log of all their games in in this building throughout the course of the last month. They either get way down and come back, 
and and win, or they get they get up and they allow the other team to come back and and win or lose. Every game basically has been close. They they'd probably tell you they they should have won every game. They, they're they're also probably fortunate that they don't have about a nine or ten game losing streak right now too. Right. Uh, given the way that they've gotten down in, in a lot of these games, but. But no, the, the, the basically tonight and the game in here three weeks ago, that's pretty much what every game at Golden One Center has been <laughs> throughout this season. And the Warriors got the full uh, Kings experience uh, in both games here the last three weeks. Kevin Durant with 29 points on 11 for 20 at five rebounds, nine assists. It Maybe I was looking at it a little too hard, but it did seem like he was looking – to pass the ball a little more. He was looking to to pass uh, after his kind of he got a, mat, a mismatch that he liked. Um, he really, I, I thought he almost kind of went out of his way uh, to get other players involved tonight. And I I just can't help but wonder if it's a if it wasn't a function of of the last game. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I'm not I'm not sure. I, I think there are times where he makes a, a conscious effort. To try and and you know move the ball a little bit more, uh, you know try and set people up. I think that's an underrated maybe part of his game in his mind. You know I think you know yeah he wants to score, he loves to score, but I think he also believes that he's a better creator than maybe he gets credit for. Right. So I do think there's some nights where he picks his spots to try and really you know make a concerted effort to 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 set up his teammates, especially with you know as talented as those teammates are. Uh, and tonight was, yeah, one of those nights, I, I, I think. And, and, you know, just looking at the, the three games that these teams have played head-to-head, you know, tonight was Curry's night to carry it down the stretch. Durant took the game over here a couple of weeks ago. Durant and Clay Thompson uh, both had big plays uh, in the first two meetings. But tonight it was it was basically Curry, you know, bringing it home, just, just hitting some crazy shots and, and matching a lot of crazy shots that that Sacramento was was hitting. I mean, anytime you have an NBA record for for three pointers in a game, and you have two teams hit twenty threes, I mean, there's some there's some wild shots that are going in, and I think both teams had that working tonight in a in a big time way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kevin Durant three for seven from beyond the arc tonight, and uh, let's uh, let's take a listen to what Kevin Durant said after the game. Uh, I think we started the game off great uh, once again. Um... We let off the gas a bit. I think it started that second quarter. We just relaxed, and they was able to cut the lead, and now we're just in a, in a dogfight. So we got to do a better job, especially when we have double digits, and just putting them, uh, just trying to dominate as much as we can. NBA record who made threes tonight. I think it's the first time both teams have made 20 in a game ever. What's it like right now to be in this league with, with what's going on? It was fast. I mean, I'd rather play inside a three-point line, but... You got to adapt. You know, I think a lot of players have adapted their games and changed how they play. But uh, I don't see this lasting too much longer. Just the volume of threes, you know. That's the, the way the game is played, the pickup style. It'll, it'll, it'll seize here in a second. But you just got to, I think a lot of guys are just uh, adjusting their games to the to the times. And, you know, it's fun for the fans. It's fun for us sometimes. But it's also, it's also, uh, it's also tough to watch and tough to play against, but hey, that's what we signed up for. Part of your game is playing inside, but any other reason why you prefer it the other way? It's just as far as the game being played. 
I'm, I, don't, I mean, I just I'll play anyway, yeah. you know, but I'd rather play. Uh, I just play my game, to be honest. I just watch a lot of film with the teachers of the game from MJ, Kobe, to Magic, to Bird, to Bron, to all of my favorite players that I watched growing up. They played within, they played inside the three-point line, so especially as a wing player, I just model my game after a lot of people. Kind of weirded out when they said, I think, like an infectious disease. And look like they caught you on video, kind of looking at the PR guy with the side eye. No, no, no. That me and that guy got a good relationship, man. Uh, he said it right after that uh, to someone else. I think it was pretty funny, but yeah, he threw me off when he said that because I'd never heard that in a in an arena before. But uh, it's all cool. Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, that was a little strange. I don't know how much you caught it. Uh, how much you caught it live, but uh, I guess he had a little yeah. back and forth between the uh, PA announcer. Yeah, that's what it's called when there's a cut. Right, like right. that is the official term when when a player is cut. It's a it's a stoppage for infectious disease control. Uh, so that announcement was was made over the PA, and yeah, it just it it, it sounds awkward whenever you hear it. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, Durant. Uh, he he went on to say he's got relationships with with different people in different arenas where he can kind of smile at him or maybe talk a little bit of mess uh, or you know a, a lot of fami- he notices the familiar faces I guess in different buildings and has had uh, maybe a little bit of a back and forth with uh, the PA announcer here before. What do you make of what he said about the the three point shooting? I you know you had said this today during uh, the Warriors Weekly Show. That Durant a lot of times will give you an answer different than the contrary. one. Yeah, contrary. Yes, and that's what I thought that answer was. How, how you know he says I don't see this lasting much longer, meaning the propensity of three point shots. And he also said it, it's tough to watch. So yeah, well, I, and I I just disagree with him. I don't see it. I don't see it uh, changing anytime quickly. Let's put it that now, way. I, I, I disagree with that part. I don't think it's changing anytime quickly. You know, he also said that he prefers the other way. You know, where there's fewer three point. And I just I just look at the way he came up. I mean, he was not a great three point shooter coming into the NBA. He was a mid range guy. He was a slasher. He was a guy that would hit that that seventeen, eighteen, he's, twenty footer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's made himself into a a three point shooter just fine as his career has gone on. But I, I just think, you know, his game is more than just the three-point shot. Oh, I no think doubt. For a, good, for a good portion of his career, you know, his game wasn't really at all about the three-point shot. Yes, he could make them, but I, I think there's just, a, you know, more of a, a skilled man's game to it it's offensively. I mean, I, I, think, I think Kevin Durant views himself as just, you know, one of the all-time great scorers, which he is, but the way that he gets it done, I think, is, you know, it, it, it's, it is unique uh, compared to maybe the other all-time greats, just the the flow and the manner by which he can get what he wants uh, from two-point range. So yeah. I think that may have been a little bit of what what he was getting at there. Just just his game being more patterned toward the two-point shot than the three-point shot. Yeah, I'm looking at his three-point numbers for his career. Oh yeah, he he picked it up. He did. They he, his rookie year, he took 2.6 per game, uh, shot 28 percent. The next year, interestingly, shot 42%. He was up to 3.1. And then he, uh, you know, 4.3, 5.3, 5.2. But he's a 38.3% uh, shooter. And we're going to call 
Kevin Durant's interview, uh, the uh, from the locker room segment. That's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. So yeah, I mean, 38 percent is pretty darn good. Uh, especially for a guy who's six eleven and can put it on the floor like he can put it on the floor. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I think you know another another storyline just from tonight was it, I thought you know, the Warriors did a great job on Buddy Heald in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know he would he was pretty much getting whatever he wanted, and I you know I thought Clay Thompson really did a nice job in the final six minutes when when he came back into the game. I thought you just you just could see a noticeable difference defensively for the Warriors in that final five or six minutes that they weren't going to let him get his. They weren't going to let Bogdanovich get room to to you know pull up like he likes to do. I, I just I just keep coming back to to the defense at the end of the game and the Warriors' belief that they could almost flip the switch on that end and, and just get it done when they had to. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is, uh, and, and it's always a couple of things uh, that, that, that make something happen, but the, the, the Kings' possessions in the last minute or so were not very good at all. No, they, they're, uh, they look like a team that's learning how to win. Right, in, I mean, Bogdanovich took a three... Uh, they they panicked a little. He took a way a long, long three. Uh, right. Fox Basically, threw a shot the shot he hit as a game winner exactly. a couple of weeks ago against the Lakers. Fox's yeah. turnover, uh, where he threw the ball right to Draymond Green, was a killer. Obviously, that was when that that that's a two point game with a minute to go, and you throw a you throw a bad pass that essentially leads to a dunk at the other end. Um, that that was a killer play. So you're you're right. I mean, it's a. Um, it is a young team, but I'll tell you what, they, they, they have a way of keeping the Warriors on their toes a little bit. Yeah, they do. They just, you know, it's interesting. They just get crazy hot for stretches in games where they don't really play all that well. I mean, I think for the most part, their defense, we talked about it before the game. I mean, and Steve Kerr mentioned it afterwards. I mean, the Warriors got whatever they wanted offensively whenever they wanted it. And, right. and honestly, if you move the ball, you can make it a layup line against the Kings. I mean, they're terrible defensively. But what happens is they lull you into – to taking some jumpers and if you go through a little cold spell when they go through a hot spell they you they flip the game on you and and put some pressure on you and 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 I think they're a team that 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 their effort level defensively goes up when they make when they make shots oh yeah 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 Yeah. you know and so I just I I thought you know at times in the three games that Sacramento has almost lulled the Warriors into a game that they're very comfortable playing, which is, yeah, we'll take a bunch of threes and, and play loose and just outscore you. And, and when that happens, you know, leads aren't what they used to be. That's a great point. That, like big leads are just not what they used to be. There's so many more possessions now. And the, with everybody shooting as many threes that it just, it's a couple of misses and a couple of makes, you could have a six, nine point swing in nothing flat, and and I think runs that used to be eleven two, are now twenty to four. <laughs> you right, know what I right, mean? And right. it just and and they flip and, and they flip the game even more, and you have to be able to answer them. It's, leads are not as safe as they used to be in today's NBA. I think that's a byproduct of of the way the game is is changing and the way the game is being played. You know what? You know what stat I'd kind of like to see is a stat on. You know how many teams, or how many times a team or player makes two threes in a row, or those infrequent times when a player or a team makes three threes in a row? Because I'll bet you that that's you know those are 
critical moments of games that have an impact on a game, obviously more than other stretches, because you're getting a lot of points in a short period of time. Yeah, it's like it's momentum changing plays, right. momentum stre- yeah, momentum stretches, or if it's a you know a steal and a you know. Team hits a three, then you get a steal and a three, or then you get a you know a missed shot and a dunk. You know those little seven, you know quick quick six seven point spurt, eight point spurt uh, in a game. There was a lot of those tonight yeah. both ways. Yeah, there were, uh, and a lot of them in the three games that these teams have played head to head in in the first uh, half of the season. All right, when we come back. We're going to hear from Steph Curry. He had just your basic, normal, average 42-point ball game tonight. We're going to hear what he has to say. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, and it's always brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. The Warriors win 127-123. We talked about it, but it didn't feel like we could do it. Just, you know, I, we, we started Clay in the fourth quarter, um, which we haven't been doing. We, we just felt like we needed to do something a little different um, with the way the game was going. So we were planning on getting Steph out in the middle of the quarter, but the way it went, we just said, you know, we got tomorrow off. We'll ride, ride Steph, but it's not something I want to do every night, that's for sure. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Steve Kerr talking about the way they used Steph Curry uh, tonight. Uh, what's the uh, what's the author? The best laid plans of mice and men. Isn't that the uh, isn't that the phrase they use? The best laid plans. Anyway, the the plan of taking Steph Curry out in the middle of the quarter for a few minutes uh, went by the wayside tonight. And I was actually <laughs> I was watching for that a little bit, and I, I kind of felt the same way. Uh, and, and we touched on this earlier, Matt Steinmetz along think, with John Dickinson. Uh, I, I think you're right. There, there was no good time to do it in that fourth quarter. I, I, I'm going to say that I think they would have lost the game if they'd taken him out. I, they might have. I, I just think it would, it's that cut and dry. I think it got to a point where Steve Kerr thought, if I take him out and the Kings score six points in, in 90 seconds or even, even four, you know, four zero in that time, that could be the difference in the game, and he just wasn't going to do it. it. You know, and I think the schedule plays a, a role in it. The fact that the Warriors don't play tomorrow and don't play Monday, and and also next week they play one game. They basically play one game in the next what five six right, nights, right? You know, and then and then they'll play Friday, and and then it's you know every other day there for a while as they hit the road to, to Dallas and Denver, and they got a back to back. It gets it gets busy again, is what I'm saying. But basically. You know, of of Sunday through Thursday, whatever that is, five nights, the Warriors have one game in the next five days. So you can get some of those guys a little bit of the rest that they will need based on the fact that you overextended them a little bit to try and get tonight. So I think that that made it worth it. It's a little like in, in baseball, you get a manager that'll use his, he'll use his big time relievers an extra inning because there's an off day the next day. Right, you know, so you feel right. you can get away with it, uh, you know, not having to run him out there over and over and over. I think there's another reason why he chose not to not to take him out, and that was because of the last loss to Houston. Yes. I, mean, I, I mean, if if James Harden misses that shot and the Warriors win, 
I, Curry I think, probably subs tonight. I, I, I yeah. really think so. And, you know, he would have kind of taken a chance. He It wouldn't have been as – they wouldn't have needed to win as much. And he would have felt, okay, let's let's keep with the plan. But but I really do think the Houston – I don't want to say it rattled the Warriors, but it's re, it refocused them f- for this game, certainly. Yeah, I look, I think the Warriors know they're in a position where, you know – the regular season, I think, matters a little bit more than than they let on. You know, at least at least to Steve Kerr, right? I, I think it, it matters a little bit more. You know, anytime there's a question about it, you know, do you want the one seed? Do you want this or that? They they're always quick to to downplay it, and I get it. But to me, when you look at how jumbled up the standings are at the top of the West, and you're the Warriors, and, and maybe you haven't played as well or have the record that, that you'd, you'd think the Warriors would have at this point in time, but you're still right there. Right. You're still – like, it's still close enough to where, you know, two or three extra wins, you know, you may not have to win 58 or 60 to be the one seed. You know, this year it might end up being 55 or 56. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right there. And, and if the Warriors are going to win 50. 52 or 53 well hell you might as well go win 56 and just get the one seed and take a little of the pressure off of yourself in in the postseason because the one thing we already know because we've seen the way the last month has played out this season is going to be more difficult to get through than even last year was yeah I, I don't think there's any doubt about that all right Steph Curry tonight had 42 points he made 10 of 20 from three-point range let's take a listen to what he said after the game was any part of you looking over your shoulder in the fourth hoping he wasn't going to? No comment. It was nice to play the whole quarter. Though. Um, the way the game was going in terms of uh, just the intensity, the back and forth, we obviously built a lot of momentum in the, in the fourth. And uh, he, me and Clay, he, we were out there the whole quarter. So obviously. Night to night, it's just to make an adjustment. I want to play you know, as many minutes as I can. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, but then the day, it's a long year. You understand the back and forth. So next game, whatever the situation is, just be ready to play. Did you guys want this more than a typical, you know, regular season game? It just seemed like there was more for to go. Play. During the last four or five games we've had since Christmas. Um, We've been just searching to try to build momentum. We've talked about it a lot. We just uh, haven't been able to put consistently 48 minutes together. Uh, we didn't want it any more than last night or last game against Houston or the ones before that. But it's just this is good for us in terms of trying to build the right habits and just compete, find our joy, find ways to win games, knowing that we're getting everybody's best shot every night. So, uh, Definitely a, a good feeling knowing how crazy these the swings were this tonight. Uh, you know, up twenty, down ten, up ten, the whole deal. It was, it was a wild night. Steph Curry, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I understand the no comment. I mean, it's clear he's he's not crazy about it. There's, I mean, I think you're absolutely right about that. But yeah, he didn't like it. But. You and know, again, hey, I think hey, it's. Well, you're the, I think over it's, your shoulder. I mean, no comment. I say that nah, it was just you know. He said he did say it's nice to play the whole fourth quarter. So, I, I think that's the part of it that bugs him. 
But what bugs him is having to come out with the game in the balance and five, six minutes to go. Right. That's the part of it. I don't think, I don't think it's as much resting at the end of the third quarter, taking three minutes there. To me, it's about the second rest in the middle of the fourth quarter because that's money time, yeah. and that's where the big boys are on the floor making plays. So maybe the compromise maybe the compromise in this thing, Steiny, is that you know games like tonight, games like the Rockets game, you know maybe, maybe Kerr takes them out a little bit earlier in the third quarter and gives him a you know maybe a, maybe it's a little longer rest at the end of the third and then plays the fourth or they play it by ear in the fourth quarter as far as when he's going to get uh, that rest or if he gets that rest what? because I, I I think Curry wants the option of game like tonight game like Thursday I'm playing the whole fourth quarter right what why couldn't they in theory uh, take him out with three minutes left in the third quarter and bring him back, let's say, with nine minutes left in the fourth? Because I think they want him to start the fourth. They, that's, they want that group that they start the fourth with because that's when Durant is out uh, because Durant is playing the whole first and third. Right. So Durant is out. So when Durant is out at the beginning of the quarter, they want Curry on the court at, at the beginning of the, of the quarter. That's the, the whole point of it is to have him lead that group that's been you know, having something missing. You know, th- this year with when it's Clay and, and Draymond, uh, you know, out there, you know, at, at the start, he basically flopped Clay and Curry. Right. Now, now today, tonight he played them both, but he basically Clay's out there. Uh, Clay's not in the game, and Curry is in the game. So it's Curry and Draymond out there with Livingston usually, and 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 Iguodala and those guys, and and it, but it, the the whole thing is to let him anchor that that unit at the start of the quarter. So, you know, letting him go to about nine and then finishing defeats that purpose. Let me ask you this. If just your normal game, Kerr would like to take Curry out from when to when in the fourth quarter, do you think? You mean Six given the way that he's doing it now? Yeah, or seven minutes to four minutes, eight yeah, I to think five? Yeah, I think it's six to four, seven to five, seven to four. Something like that. See, yeah. I get, I get, I get why a player of Curry's stature wouldn't wouldn't like that. I I, hate I, I really it do. I really do because if it's just too critical a time of a game. Yeah. Because I mean, think about it this way: to JD, um, if think of how many times the Warriors are in a game where it's it's close, and they they have the rotation they used in the past, so Curry. Uh, starts the fourth quarter on the bench, and it gets to ten minutes, then nine exactly. minutes, then eight minutes. Then you're starting to say, "Well, wait a minute, you got to put him in. You got to put him in." Well, you know, think about it. Like, not only, not only are you wanting to put him in at that time during the the old rotation. Well, now you're saying we're taking him off the floor. From from seven minutes to four minutes. It's, yeah, and I think it's counterintuitive to me. I think it's also harder to get into a rhythm when you come back into the game with four minutes to go. Right. Like you come back in with four minutes to go. How do you build up a rhythm to finish a game? Maybe you're a little bit off. Maybe you're just you know you. I I, I just I, I don't think it works. I get the thought process behind doing it, but I I, I just. I think it's something that that you're going to have to go away from unless you're going to be willing to play him the entire 
fourth quarter on nights where you need it, and tonight was the night you needed it. Real quick here, Steiny, yeah. I'm just looking at the play-by-play of the fourth quarter. Let's just hypothetically say you take him out with eight minutes to go, and you bring him back. Let's say that this eight to four minute range. Let's just, let's okay. just and I know it won't be that whole time, but I'm just going to use tonight as an example. Okay, from the eight minute mark to the four minute mark in tonight's game. Curry hit a 27-foot three-pointer that tied the game when Sacramento was up by three. Okay, Curry hit a 26-foot three-pointer with 4.57 to go that gave the Warriors the lead, 114 to 113, after they were down by two. Uh, Curry, with 4.28 to go, made a driving, floating jumper to give the Warriors the lead again, 116 to 115, after the Kings had gone up by a point. And then Curry uh, also, uh, he was fouled on that play, so it was a three-point play, hit the free throw there. Uh, and then, so just in that stretch, how many points? Yeah, that was, what, nine points? Right. In that, in that four-minute stretch that he scored. Now, maybe he's on the court for some of that time, but if he's not on the court, who's going to score those points? And this is a game you won by four. Right. So maybe you, maybe you take two of those shots away. Maybe he's on the court for three of the nine. Well, okay, that's a six-point difference in a game you won by four. Yep. And I just think that that is the dynamic. Like, if you're Stephen Curry and you're not out there having the opportunity to knock down those shots and you end up losing a game, how ticked are you then? Yeah. You end up losing a game like Thursday. You end up losing a game like tonight. So I, I totally get where he's coming. Yeah, and I, I just – I mean, you start thinking about playoff games that are, you know, you maybe yeah, nip and tuck. I, I, I can't see it. He's playing the whole it. fourth, right? Uh, you, like, if if you're running it like you are now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would think so. All right, when we come back, we're going to have the play of the game for you. Then J.D. and I are going to wrap it up on the Warriors wrap-up, which is always brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. The Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings tonight, 127-123 in Sacramento. They put the loss to Houston, the overtime loss from Houston, uh, behind them uh, from Thursday night, and they get a much-needed victory tonight with the Knicks and the Bulls coming in next week. The play of the game is brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Fox on top of the logo, guarded by Curry. Right side, dribbles, throws it right to Draymond. It's a steal. Draymond's got Iguodala, lob, Andre, dunked it, two-hand slam! Draymond Green was the most surprised person in the house. The ball came right to him. And then he threw a dandy of a lob pass right to Iguodala. Little elevation sensation for Andre and the Warriors lead 125, 121 down to 56.8 to go. All right, that's your play of the game. Remember to tune in Monday at 10:30 for a chance to win hundred dollars. All you have to do is tell Guru and myself what the play of the game was from tonight's ball game, 
and you get $100. Uh, here's the deal, J.D. There's sometimes, you know, everybody remembers, let's say, Harden's game winner, but I always think there are hugely important shots in the game where if they go differently, maybe the game the game changes a little. And I thought there was sure. one, one shot in particular that I think the Kings really want back, and it would be uh, Justin Jackson's three-pointer. Uh, with the, ki- the Kings were up one, and Steph Curry missed the three with 2.20 left, and he came down just six seconds into the shot clock and took a three-pointer. On the move, it, w- it just was not the best shot at the best time. I know he had a heck of a game, and he shot the ball well, but it, it wasn't a great three-pointer. He ended up missing it. Boom, at the other end, Curry gets a three-point play, and and then the Warriors are back up. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And, and Justin Jackson was good, and, and you know, 28 points, and he had five threes, and and it felt like the, the Kings were making that shot yes, all night long. It did. And, and I think that's why he was comfortable taking it. And at that point, he had missed one three-pointer for the game. So he's thinking, you know, he's feeling good. And, and again, I mean, Sacramento, like the one thing I'll say for them, I mean, the reason their record is – and I know they dipped a game below 500, but the reason their record is what it is and not, you know, four or five games worse is the fact that they've had a lot of games like tonight where they just go crazy and make a bunch of shots that you don't think they're capable of making, and and they win because of it. I mean, there, right. there is a, a method to – to the madness and and you know maybe that they're better than people think because of that they have a little you know a few better players than you give them credit for but they've just had a knack for these crazy hot streaks whether it's Bielitsa or Buddy Heald who went on one tonight Amon Shumpert's had a couple of games where he he's hit five six three pointers I mean it it is just I mean tonight was the perfect indication of, of the, the kind of game that they play all year long. Yeah, and obviously the other uh, the other key sequence to me was the what turned out to be the Warriors' play of the game. You know, a minute left, you're down two. They, uh, the turnover. Are, there are yeah, different kinds of turnovers, and, and De'Aaron Fox committed the worst kind of turnover you can commit. Uh, you know, up at the top of the floor, yeah. just throwing and, it to the wrong guy and, and – Boom, Iguodala dunks, and that's... And for everybody that was good for the Kings, De'Aaron Fox was bad tonight. The yeah, he, he didn't did play nice well. nice job against him, uh, but he was he was not good tonight at all. Minus uh, 15, got banged around a little bit. Uh, yeah, Warriors did a good job on him. All right, J.D., uh, have a safe trip back to the Bay. Good long day for you and me so we can sleep in and feel good about ourselves. And Absolutely. Uh, Off the grid tomorrow, Steiny. Yeah, me Off too. Me too, buddy. Me too, buddy. All right, have a good one. All right, we'll talk to you Monday. All right. For John Dickinson, I'm Matt Steinmetz. And you've been listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up Show, presented by Realtor.com, your home of home search. Thanks for listening, everybody.